Hello right. and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into session four of To Put Away Childish Things, a new scenario by Oscar Rios. So in our last session, our intrepid group of, uh, of investigators uh, hopped on a train to head up to Boston. While they were in their sleeper car, they were visited, I guess we'll say, by a dark-haired woman. Uh, it turns out that uh, this is Lynette, the woman who we have been sort of chasing all this time. Uh, she called herself the High Lady of uh, Johanneslin, and she was coming home, uh, coming to uh, return her master home. Uh, she warned us away, and uh, there was some creepy shit that happened. Uh, we made it up to Boston. There was a fire. We decided not to investigate, but we did get some breakfast. We kind of regroup and talk about a plan and uh, then uh, headed out by bus to Kingsport. Uh, Mildred knew someone who had a rooming house. Uh, so that was super convenient. Uh, his name was Harold Kleeman. Not that anybody his wife's name is Rose, I guess. It's probably what that comment is in the section on the side there. Anyway, so we stayed there. Uh, there was a large black cat that Vivian decided to boop on the nose and in response the cat had told her that the city that the gates had been closed and the city was under siege and also that um, uh, Vivian herself was gifted uh, so how did you know tell talking cats Kingsport this all checks out uh, we decided to go to the library in the morning found out some information on Madison Walcott, um, the dude who we're looking for, whose name escapes me at the moment. It's fine. It'll come out during play. Uh, we also headed over to the orphanage. We talked to uh, the associate administrator over there as well. He directed us over to a Dr. Kingsley, a very old man who was there when our guy that we're following, whatever his name is, they said he was a daydreamer. He was, uh, you know, had his head in the clouds. Uh, he produced some uh, sketchbooks that the uh, that he had drawn, uh, and there was, I think, we'd sussed out that he was a dreamer, as as we say in the in Lovecraft mythos, uh, and he had lived an entire other life in the dreamlands. Uh, things took a turn for him, though. When he read, found out about, I guess he was doing some Bible study, Corinthians 113 was the turning point for him, where he put away his childish things and moved on to a quote-unquote normal life. Uh, so that's where we're at. Oh, I get it now. I'm joking. <laughs> Oscar, you're up. <laughs> no, actually, you're up. Um, I'm, I'm just Kingsport and the rest of it. What are you guys doing? Um, so, so to reset, we hit the library in the morning. Presumably, that took a few-ish hours. We went over mm. to the to the orphanage again. Probably took another hour or so. Talked to Doctor Kingsley. So we're we're late afternoon at this point. I'm assuming. Um, I think that it was the library, and then remember, you went to the orphanage, and then from the orphanage, you went to meet with the professor. Mm. Um, so that all took uh, quite some time. So, and uh, again. Keep in mind, it is it is March, and it is gray. Mm. So yeah, um, it's it's still not getting it's still not. Although it's not like you know, spring is kind of sneaking in. It's still um, you know, there's still more darkness than light uh, during mm -hmm. the day. Mm. 
I'm sorry to say that probably about now it's like four thirty, five o'clock. There's maybe time to do one other thing. So I get the feeling that we could maybe do like one other thing before we head back for the night because it's it's kind of crappy out here. Um, well, what else? What else do we have on on deck that we want to check out while we're here? I mean, there's always the old house, right? Yeah, we could definitely look at the house. Um, I'm I'm actually okay with that. The seriously that haunted one? Yeah. Well, is that something yeah. we want to do during the day? That's the question. I mean, you know, when are the uh, when else are the ghosts going to come out then at night, huh? This is true. Um, <laughs> he never lived at the Pomeroy house. Yeah, um, I was about to say. I'm not sure what that has to do with the the haunted house is um, where his ancestors lived. His mom. Oh, that's right. right. Was born was born there and lived there, but by the time she was, you know dating she was off away at school so that's right so uh, we okay. yeah so we have a different you do, address you, you for have, an estate that he his grandfather's right? house he inherited yes. his grandfather's house so you have that um you know where he went to high school and you know um the name of the theater group he got his he got started in mm-hmm. um so those are the only two other kind of semi leads you have in kingsport after that you think you know where he, he might be hiding I remember you guys floating a theory a few weeks ago when we last played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think our, I think right now, perhaps our best bet would be, or at least, I mean, if we're attempting to find him, mm. I think that the grandfather's house might be our, our best lead. Well, there's the grandfather's house, the school and the theater group. The question yeah. is, do we want to I mean, go? At, at five o'clock at night, I doubt the school's going to be open. Right. That's Point. not. That's so, not an app. That's not a. Yeah. Okay, so that leaves theater group and grandfather's house. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I say go to the house. Yeah. Yeah, I say we go to the house, and if he's not there, then we can check on the lead at the uh, either the school or the um, tomorrow or the yeah. theater troupe tomorrow. You yeah. could always. Yeah. You could always split up and do both before nightfall. No. no nobody's feeling that? Okay. No. No. They're, thank you, but no. Okay. Okay. So you're not able. with a not with a crazy witch running around looking after us. Oh, roll, yeah. roll everybody roll a luck roll. She's not Speaking crazy. <laughs> She's highly committed. Right, yeah. true. Oh, God. Uh, what check am I doing again? Ha, luck. ha! I got a ninety-eight. I beat you. <laughs> I got a five. All right, thank uh, God. For that. Missed it by two. <laughs> all right. If all of you missed it, I was going to say that the trolley was out because of icing conditions. <laughs> thank goodness, Vivian rolled a five. You're able to catch a, a trolley that goes very close to uh, mm. Madison Walcott's house, his grandfather's house, mm. and it's uh. You know, it's a short walk from a trolley stop to mm. find the house. And it looks like it's in good repair. It's, you know, two stories. Uh, it's, um, you know, a fairly decent home that looks like it has been upkept, although no mm. one appears to be living there. Mm. Any um, any signs of brigand? Uh, if you want to kind of enter the yard and walk around the house and check the door for break-ins, you can. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me who's doing that, and when you do, roll a lock. 
Um, yeah, Georgie will go up and check the front door and look to see if there's any dirt or dust disturbed or any anything that look might look like the door's been open. Well, also remember, it's been an icy March, so there's mm. not going to be like you know dust and leaves. It's, it's true, been true. Stormy, yeah. So. I'd I'd uh, like to take a walk. So if there's a footprints in the yard around, I want to take a look around the building since I'm a private investigator to see if anything, you know, sort of sticks out as out of place in my professional assessment. Yeah. Be a spot hidden. I would also like to do a spot hidden as well to see if there's anything left out that maybe shouldn't be left out. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna look around as a as a former criminal. So those looking <laughs> make a spot hit. Those making want to make spot hiddens make spot hiddens, but everyone make a luck roll. Okay, I succeeded so, at spot. I failed at spot, um, and I, also, I failed at luck. I got a hard for spot hidden. Hard for luck. luck. Hard for luck. Regular for spot hidden. Okay, Georgie. Even though you failed your spot, this is obvious. You were going to the front door, but not the yep. surround, not not the rear door. You weren't casing the whole house. No, I was. I I mean, I would since Harry especially and and Vivian were kind of checking around the around the perimeter. I was going to look towards okay. the front door. So, no, the front door seems not uh, disturbed. Harry, you were just walking. You weren't going in the yard. You were just walking around the house and taking a look from the street. Yeah, po- the hands in the pockets, kind of strolling down the sidewalk, looking around to see, you know. If anything stands out as being out of place, I only got a regular success for spot, okay. and I passed my luck. Yeah, you're not close enough to to see anything. Okay, so uh, everything Vivian, looks normal. Everything looks normal. You don't. You were looking around. You weren't looking at the house. You were, you were looking for what something that was missing, which doesn't give me a lot of direction. Me? Yes. Okay. No, not missing, but just anything that could block others from coming in um anything that would ward off certain people so you're looking for for so make an occult rule okay so the spot hidden wouldn't count no okay. mildred millie uh regular on the spot hidden hard success on the luck and you were staying on the sidewalk you were going to the back door what were you looking entering the yard where, where were you exactly um just outside the yard basically looking around okay uh, nobody real spots anything vivian you don't spot anything even with a hard even with a hard okay. um <laughs> <laughs> i have another question yes are are there houses you know is it like a regular block where there's houses on either right, side right there's, there's the houses on either side Okay. Um, do the other houses appear to be inhabited? Yes, they do. I will wander to the house on the left uh, and just walk up and knock on the door if it looks like somebody's home. They answer it. Uh, hi, yes. Um, I, I don't know. My name is, is Harry Stanton. I'm a, a private investigator. Okay. Um, I, uh, there's a guy there. His wife's kind of in the background, kind of peering nosily over. A private investigator, you say? Uh, yes, I was wondering if um, anything uh, untoward seems to have happened. Maybe uh, the property next door. Uh, we're looking to to find the owner, and uh, he seems to have um, uh, been out of reach recently. Okay, I did when when you rolled, rolled your. Did everybody roll a luck roll while they were casing, and did everyone make it? Okay, 
Uh, that explains it. Uh, we just called the cops on your friend. Oh yeah, he um, I, I he went up to uh, to to check the door just to make sure that nobody was home. Uh, um, he says, uh, if if you don't mind, I just rather I'd rather wait till the police get here and then we can all talk together. Uh, yeah, sure. And he like he, he holds his hands. He goes, I'll be right out. And he gets his coat and he just like stints on the porch with you. And he waves to everybody. The police pull up and they were like, uh, hi, what's all this about? And he goes, um, this one says he's a pirate, pirate you know, private investigator. Um, they didn't try and break in or anything. We just saw them snooping around the house. And they were like, all right, uh, Dave, I'll take it from here. And he like nods and the policeman comes out. He goes, sorry if they're uh, a little jumpy. Uh, the house was broken into a few days ago, and uh, oh. everybody in the neighborhood's a little on edge. So, like oh. Harry takes out a, a a notepad and starts writing notes down. He he takes out his identification and shows it to the cop. <laughs> you says, working oh, on a, a case, Gumshoe? Uh, yeah. You know, we're not uh, not trying to step on any toes or anything, but uh, you know, we're we're investigating. We came up to see if we can't uh, can't find the owner. So he says somebody broke in, huh? Yeah, uh, kicked in the back door. They. Uh, you know, most of what they took was uh, old clothing, uh, some few small valuables. Didn't look like it was any kind of a professional job. Huh. Interesting. Um, no, no, nothing else then. Just um, it seems like a weird sort of thing to break in for. Right. Right. Uh, we thought it might be some, you know, uh, a local tramp or a hobo kind of looking for a place to get in out of the cold for the night and then uh, grab some valuables to... Uh, you know, keep themselves liquored up, I guess. Uh, we replaced the lock. You know, the there's a law firm that uh, pays to keep the house uh, in order. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, they came in and uh, the estate lawyer had a repair guy come out. And we just asked the neighbors to keep an eye on the house in case whoever did this might come back. Oh, of course. Good call. And, and you haven't seen uh, Melvin at all? He hasn't been around, hasn't been to the house recently? Um, Melvin, Melvin, uh, oh, the owner, the, he lives in New York. We haven't, you know, he, he hasn't been to Kings, he hasn't been back to Kingsport in years. Um, because the only reason I know the name is that's the, uh, lawyer told me when they came and, uh, had the repair guy fix the lock on the back door. So Harry like knowingly looks at the rest of the group and says, oh, this might be a dead end then. <laughs> yeah. Melvin wouldn't have had to break into his own place. Right, right. I mean, why would he? He's the, you know, it's his place. Anyway, um, so yeah, if we're done here, uh, where are you staying? I can give you yeah. a ride back. Well, uh, Georgie actually lean over to Harry and be like, try to get the get the name of the lawyer. See if we can talk to them. Like he like he nods. You know, he pulls out a cigarette. You know, he offers one to the cop. They give it to you. It's not a <laughs> not anything he needs to really. I mean that's a normal request, right? <laughs> um, and then he, you know, he, he lights this guy's cigarette. And he says, um, uh, "Is there any chance that we could, you know, we're all the way out here? Could we, uh, you know, just take a look inside? I mean, with you guys present, of course. Again, I'm not trying to step on any. Don't toes, have the key. All right, they changed the lock. Remember the lawyer? You'd have to. You'd have to come back with the lawyer if you wanted to look around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, okay, good point. His Thank office you. probably open in the morning. Um, I got his number here, and he, he looks through his pad, and he gives you the lawyer's number. Thank you. Uh, officer, did did they know, was it a male or a female? 
that broke in or they couldn't tell. Nobody saw anyone breaking in. They just saw the back door was open. And uh, the neighbors kind of came into the back door, saw that it was open and that there was snow inside Mm -hmm. and that uh, Mm -hmm. the back kitchen had been uh, rooted through. So they uh, they didn't, you know, they called the cops. Couldn't have been. They they, they might have maybe uh, left some footprints back there in the snow. House was. uh, Well, it's been icing since then. This was like (laughs) four or five days ago. So Uh, anything. And the police have. The workmen have all tramped through it. Yeah. yeah. A handyman came through the backyard to fix the door. And and uh, the lawyer hired a cleaning person to come and, you know, put the house back in order because that's part of the uh, the whole thing. I think uh, old man Madison wanted the house up, up kept, hoping his grandson would come back to Kingsport one day and live in it. So it's a provision mm. in his will that the house be maintained. Oh, did they were they able to identify the valuables that were stolen? Um, we've actually recovered some of them. They were pawned locally. Oh, huh. mm. uh, I can't comment any further on that. And no, uh, no. And he and he looks over at at Harry and says, "And don't you go poking either." He goes, "It's an ongoing he case." His hands up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "And it's small time anyway. Um, nothing mm. more than five or ten dollars worth of goods." There are um, more important. There are more valuable things. So that's why we know it wasn't a professional job, just knickknacks, yeah. really. Huh. Interesting. Well, we we appreciate your help. Uh, I'm sorry that you got called out here on this uh, cold. No, no problem. No problem. Because I'll uh, hop in. I'll give you guys a ride back to where it's going, wherever you're staying in town. Uh, that, I can't. Said I can't leave. Uh, I can't. I can't leave the two ladies out here in the ice and snow. It's going to be a raw night. Thank you. We, we appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you. So Thank they, you. So uh, they opens up the door. Yeah. Puts you in the squad car. Takes you right to jail. No, just kidding. <laughs> George's having flashbacks. <laughs> takes, <laughs> takes, you, uh, takes you back to the, the bed and breakfast place. And, uh, you know, he goes, all right, home to the missus then. He said, stay out of trouble, okay? Yes, we'll, sir. We'll do, officer. And you see the curtains close real quick as the cop car pulls away. <laughs> right, right. Okay, the the uh, the couple that you're staying with, they're like, everything okay? <laughs> yeah, turns out um, something we were looking into, there'd been a break-in before we got here. Um, hardly anything was taken, though. It's just the neighbors The, the wife were... says before, and it glances over at Georgie. It says, you sure it wasn't during? <laughs> Quite. We were knocking on the door. <laughs> we know how you enter a person's house respectfully. I said, "Well, dinner will be about another half an hour. Why don't you guys get all cleaned up and get into some dry clothes?" Thanks. Any furry cats around? Roll your luck. Oh yeah, pass. Okay, yeah, he's in the house. Yay. I don't think you ever asked his name, or did you ask his name? Would I remember? Probably um, not. I don't remember giving him a name, so I don't think anyone asked his name, but... Uh, I mean, Viv was the only one see. to talk to him. I think he just kind of dropped a little bit they, of knowledge and sort of sauntered away. Yeah. The, uh, we need to have pleasantries together. When you ask Rose what his name is, she says he doesn't really have a name. He's kind of a neighborhood cat. He kind of crashes wherever he wants. We just call him Big Cat. Big Cat. Aww. 
And when you say big cat, his he actually perks up and looks over. He's like curled up right by the wood burning stove in in uh, one of the side rooms. That they put like an old sweater on the floor, and he's like curled up on a sweater by this wood burning stove. I run up to big cat, and I I put my hand so he can smell it first, and then I wait till he accepts, and then I pet him a little bit. Okay, he's very he's like a little. He's very proud. So when you when so it's like he almost doesn't smell your hand for a really long time. It's almost uncomfortable. <laughs> and then he smells it a little bit and then turns like leans his head up and then stretches and lets you kind of pet him under Yay. his chin. And then as soon as he's done with you petting, he swats you. Yes! Yay! <laughs> and then he turns and he gives you the butt and he goes like he faces the wall. I have been loved, and I get up and I go and get changed. Okay, that's all I wanted. All right, so you're able to wait wait, before we move on. So, like, I guess maybe we see like all this sort of happen, and then she walks out, you know, kind of like you know, nods and whatever. And then Harry kind of pokes his head and he goes, Uh, so you talk, huh? And he kind of like awkwardly waits for a minute, and I'm assuming nothing Um, happens. He stands up. He walks in a circle, stretches, and then just wanders out of the room like he's ignoring you. Like, well, all right, then. Good good chat. <laughs> and then he goes yeah. to his room to get fresh air. Good day, sir. Good day. <laughs> okay, so you all get into dry clothes. Um, it was a pretty raw day, you know. But, you know, din- there's like hot dinner waiting. Um I don't know what I what they fed you yesterday. I don't remember the meals, but um, I know. I, okay, we're gonna say that because they had special guests, she spent the minute you entered, you you come downstairs. Now that you're like dry and your noses aren't all stuffed up, you smell honey baked ham. Ooh, uh, I I thank them so much for the delicious smell. So there's um, a they put out a, a nice. Um, not a huge breakfast, but like a real hearty breakfast. Like there's a not not a lot of items to choose from. It's but it, there's like ham and three sides. So it's ham, mm-hmm. rolls, green beans with in a garlic butter sauce. Oh, and we're gonna say mashed potatoes. And there's a ham gravy. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, oh my, this warms my body so much. Uh, hmm. So you all can just really chow, oh, yeah. and uh, you know the the cold day of of walking the you know walking beating the streets chasing down leads starts to catch up to you, um, and you're all able to uh, get a really night good night's sleep. I, I pour some of my medicinal whiskey out to warm up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the husband says, "I'm going to pretend I didn't see that," and then his wife goes, "Well, you can." And you didn't see this either. And she put, she kind of extends her cup and looks away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's, it's for the arthritis. It gets so bad when it's cold out. Like I spent, you know, I, I spent the whole day cooking. So yeah, she's got good. some too. She says, "What do you yeah. think is appropriate?" And they're laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he pour, he'll, he'll pour out for whoever wants it. All right, and afterwards they. Uh, they put on the radio and they listen to you know the latest radio dramas. Oh wow! So, so she's knitting, knitting. He's having a pipe, and they just listen to the radio by the fire. And the cat wanders in and like <laughs> sits on the back of the couch and just kind of falls asleep again. 
So they said, you're welcome to join us, but, you know, this is this is about as exciting as it gets around here in the winter. Uh, is, is, did you say he was reading a paper? I, like, I get, you know, he's actually smoking a pipe and he's listening to the radio show and she's knitting. And it's like, like there's a comedy one and then there's a serial one. It's kind of mm. like the watching. It's kind of like the equivalent of watching the watching TV after dinner. Yeah. To the radio dramas. I think Harry might sit for a little bit, right? Like this is this is better than what he's used to. <laughs> so like, he'll he'll take okay. it in and sit and smoke with the guy for a little bit. Uh, there's a news report that says that the weather should be clearing up by tomorrow afternoon. That uh, mm. that uh, hopefully this uh, gray weather will be blowing over. And uh, I know they said, it, but don't count on it to warm up. It'll be clear and cold. But, uh, <laughs> they were saying. Uh, you know, the, the groundhog was not wrong when he said there'd be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's pretty much all that goes on at the uh, at the bed and breakfast. I just sit next to the cat while everyone's doing everything else. I'm kind of just like hoping <laughs> I could pet it again. And just okay, make, wait. make a charm roll. Sit. <laughs> oh, I don't have much of that. A twenty-three out of thirty. Yes, I nice. wow. Okay, you put it on for the cat. The cat, the I cat, am. the cat lets you pet him, and like as you're petting him, he opens his eyes and he scowls at you, and then he just slowly closes them and starts purring, just this low rumble purr, in spite of himself. In spite of himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what else do you guys want to do? Uh, yeah, Giorgio probably <laughs> sit outside for a little bit as as much as he can withstand and then go back inside, warm up by the fire real quick, and then head up okay. to uh, to bed. Yeah, basically doing early night of it. All right. So as you pass out, I need Harry to make a power check. All right. You talk to the cat. Uh-oh. 85 and my pow is 65. So that's going to be a big no. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Georgie, make a pow check. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? That's an 89 out of 80. Nelly, make a pow check. <laughs> sure. And there's a reason you're last because he feels that you're needy. <laughs> me? Oh. No. Duck. Uh, Regina knows why she's last because that's what a cat would do. Yeah, (laughs) fifty-one out of seventy. Okay, so that actually succeeded. So you know you're dreaming of you know the emergency room and oh yeah you know you're dreaming of you know first it's the emergency room back in St. Mary's in Arkham and then suddenly you're back in the Great War. You know, in one of the hospitals. So it's not a great dream. And all of a sudden, at your feet in France is this big furry Maine Coon cat that's been at the house. And he says, uh, This is a place you got to come back to every now and again. Uh, yeah, seems that way. He says, I can't say I like what you've done with the place. You've seen some shit. Well, yeah, a lot of people have. He says, come with me. I know somewhere better nearby. Okay. Okay. And he basically leads you out of this area and suddenly you're in a whole nother area that's much nicer. <clears throat> and it's a memory that you had of 
like springtime in France when you first arrived before the fighting, before you were at the front. Oh. And you're like in that one cafe with three of your girlfriends when you were like 18, when you were just off the, the ship with the Red Cross. Oh, yeah, this is how it used to be. Well, they're all how it is. He says, so you're looking after the, you're looking for all the cause of all of our current problems. Uh, I guess. The boy, the one the uh, butterfly queen is looking for. Oh, yeah, him. Uh, she wants him to do something in the sleep place. Well, I haven't been able to find him, not on this side anyway. So you'll have to find him for everyone. Trying. As long as he's at large, that they're not going to let anyone leave the city. There's going to be a lot of miserable people in Kingsport. How do they stop him from leaving the city? They won't dock. The white ship's not docking. It refuses to. She's uh, blockaded the city. She's powerful enough to damage the white ship, which terrifies everyone. So, um, well, What's powerful enough to damage her? No one knows. Huh. No one's tried to do anything to her. Um, she's not on our. She's not on this side. She's not on this side, but she can affect this side. She has minions on this side. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Great armies of nightmare creatures. I'm told. Yeah, that's probably right. Am I gonna remember any of this when I wake up? It depends. How clever are you? Uh, not very. Well, let's play a little game. Uh, I'll tell you my name, and if you call it to me in the morning, I'll know that you remembered. Okay. My name is Ajax. Oh, like the big hero in, in, in the, the Iliad. Precisely. Okay, okay. Hopefully Ajax. I won't die in this story. Yeah, that would be bad. I don't intend to be a hero. I just intend to be a messenger. Hero work is what you guys are here for. Yeah, I guess it is. Well, I'd best get going. I've got other houses I like the breakfast at better. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy the enjoy the coffee with your friends. I'm sure you'll find your way back. And he just wanders off down the street through Paris. Okay. Billy next just watches the the cat wander next, off. Next morning, you need to make uh, an INT check. Let's see. 40 and my int is 85, so that's actually a hard you, success. You do remember it. It's Ajax! Ajax, I remember! It starts to fade almost immediately, so you make notes. Yeah. But you do remember uh, most of what he told you. Yeah. And I do call out his name so that he knows that I remember. Um, you see him kind of walk by your door and like peek in at the two of you and then go... Meow. And then Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> he, he acknowledges that you've called him and then just walks away. Uh, enjoy he the hears, breakfast. Your foot, foot, feet going down the stairs like do 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 do. And then yowling. <laughs> and she's all right, all right. And you hear the door open. It's like, <laughs> it's like six o'clock in the morning. I scribble it down as fast as I can, probably in terrible handwriting. Okay, breakfast is light. Um, a couple of fried eggs and a huge slice of fried leftover ham from the night before. Mm. So leftover ham steaks and fried eggs and toast and coffee. Mm. And cigarettes. 
Mm. Right. Um, George, he makes himself a sandwich by stacking it all together. <laughs> <laughs> he just created the breakfast sandwich. I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. Ham and eggs on, uh, on toast. Mm. Yep. Oh, they yeah. Make an inch check. All right, so oh. they, you know, over breakfast, the couple like, so uh, how much, how longer, how much longer will you be staying? Well, not that I'm rushing you out of here. My wife is, uh, wants to know how many dinners she can plan. Um, depends on how quickly we can wrap this. I'm thinking we're in for at least another day. After that, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. Okay. I'd say well, two, we'll just to be here. on the safe side. Mm. Let, let's say two to be on the safe side. I'll tell her that. Okay. Um, all right. So he says, well, I've got some uh, work to do. And uh, he says, you know, help yourself in and out. Anything in the kitchen. Uh, we'll have dinner around five. Thank, Thank you. So would anybody, uh, anything happen last night? It's all pretty, pretty <clears throat> quiet. Uh, the cat talked to me and I took notes when I woke up. Oh, that's the cat bitch. talked to you? I tried to talk to the cat before we went to bed. <laughs> he didn't so say anything. <laughs> hey, hey. Because that's what a cat would do. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a butterfly queen who's on... The butterfly queen's on this side, I think, but has minions of nightmares on that side, and Melville's on this side, and we have to find him because the queen is blockading the city so the white ships won't dock so nobody can leave the city and how much of that affects this side i don't know mm. but this is really creepy not the cat the cat's fine well we know that the that the butterfly queen is lynette that that's the the creepy dark haired chick yeah well is she the butterfly queen cuz she said that she was she was bringing her master back, not her, not her fiance back. I, I think oh. she was uh, like he looks around for like the notebooks, and he flips to the page. Because I, 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 yeah, what do you got? Because I, I, I didn't take notes on that part. I, I think so. At, out of character, I think that she was represented in some of the pictures as the butterfly queen, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Dark-haired woman with butterfly wings battling a gug. Yeah, so that's... And if we think back to the gentleman who died, he had caterpillar silk. Right. In right. his... So if we think so about... So she's probably down, the butterfly... Down his throat. <laughs> down, yeah. So yeah. she's probably the butterfly queen. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay. Um, you know, we should probably start with the school, find out if there was like a secret place he'd go to and mm. then check with the theater people. Well, would anyone at the school know? Wouldn't they have graduated long ago? I, maybe he would be rooming with his friends. If well, there not. could also be a, an administration in the school that might have some information. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the school's the one we should do the earliest because school... Mm. What day of the week is it? Oh, good point. Hmm. Uh, somebody roll an eight. I got mm. a two. All right, so it is Monday. Monday, Monday. 
So, uh, if this, if the cat said that that the gates are closed, and we know that that Melvin is a dreamer, and he lived possibly this whole other life in the dreamlands, but if the gates are closed, then he should be here, right? He, he, he is on this side. The cat said he's on this side, um, and I think I think the big cat's likely to be right. Hmm. I mean, I would trust a talking cat, I suppose. I mean, makes as much sense as any of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so you head over to the school bright and early. You know, you go in, you're able to head over to, you know, the principal's office where all the administrative stuff is. Uh, You get a lot of weird looks. The teacher stops you and says, uh, can I help you with something? And uh, whatever you pretty much say, they said, oh, you'll need to go to the principal's office somebody will take care of you there um and they ex- escort you there so you're not wandering around the school harry Out says to george he says uh probably not your first go at the principal's office huh <laughs> i didn't stick into school much long <laughs> i mean i think okay? regina you had a comment oh it was the out of character comment but I just wanted to know what teacher has time to walk around the school building uh, instead of hiding. No, it was it, it was as classes were were. Ah, okay. Still should be hiding inside their classroom. So you're in the George, principal's office. The the school secretary is like, you know, how can I help you? I think Harry would stand back for this and and let the the women sort of take point, right? And I think like a, a lighter hand probably makes more sense in this instance. And probably Vivian, because if a nurse starts talking, they're going to think something horrible's happened. <laughs> mm. Are you in your whole nurse's garb? You know, probably not. But right, but really... so there's no way they'd know you're a nurse. <laughs> okay, so what do you uh, ask? Hi. Um. So we were curious to see if the current administration um, knows of a gentleman named Melvin. Insert last name here. <laughs> yeah, he would have graduated around insert year here. Okay, you have that information. They know him. Uh, they're very proud of him. The uh, the principal comes out and says, "Oh, Melvin's one of our best and brightest. I was a teacher here when he was attending uh, before I became principal. Wonderful boy. Uh, we're very proud of him. He's uh, he's working on Broadway now in Manh- in New York." He, he is. Um, by any chance, um, do you happen to have any of his old records, his old files, his old artwork? Why would you need to see them? Um, so we have his um, fiance who is trying to build this beautiful book for him for a wedding gift. And Oh, he's engaged. Has- How nice. Roll yeah. fast talk. that's that's a really good one i hope you make it i really yeah me too that was very well done god i hope one of the one of the best making up a lie i know since the grinch how much made up a lie made up oh my gosh Uh, can I spend eight luck points? Of course you can. Of course. I'd, I'd be yes. upset if you didn't after such yes. a great lie. I mean, that was a great lie. Eight luck points because I have okay. a 20. So you get, his, you get his records. And uh, while you're there, one of his uh, teachers comes in 
they call and they uh it's his art teacher so you get to speak to his art teacher um and the guy from the music department they all want to know how he's doing and he's engaged and um who is he engaged to so while you're get they're trying to get information out of you you're getting information out of them yeah his grades were average he excelled in art creative writing and theater he started as a stagehand, then he started painting backdrops, mm. then he did doing then he started doing set design and, and then costuming. Um, he had few close friends and almost all of them were in the fewer theater department. Yep. He was always sketching and uh, always used a cane, uh, which set him apart. Um, yeah. He was the only child, you know, who had recovered enough from polio to attend normal school. So he was the only child with that you know, disability. Oh God, he went all through school as being the polio kid, didn't he? Yes, it made it a little hard for him to to make friends until he found the theater department. Mm. And then the theater teacher's like, the theater department is rather unjudgmental. They all have (laughs) something about them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, you know, they tell you that the theater department, they tend to be rather judgmental. All of those kids are a little unique. Um, So, Melvin fit in just fine. Um, they always knew that he was created and gifted, and none of them were really surprised when he left for the theater, uh, you know, the theater community in Boston. And they were surprised when he graduated from Boston to Broadway, surprised and very mm-hmm. proud. But they really had no information out about him, you know, from him in the last few years. Although mm-hmm. they have invited him back to speak to the art department, and he has thus far declined oh huh. that's a shame well i say you know he is very busy i'm mm. sure that i'm sure that's it yeah they they don't have time to breathe on, on in broadway shows all right is there anything else uh because is there anything that that's uh, you said we had is some of his art is, is it comparable to what we saw that dr kingsley provided oh, to they don't have any of his art here Oh, they don't have any. Okay. No. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything. No portfolio or anything. Nope. You found that in the other place. Uh, Like an academic portfolio. Um, You do find his school records. His grades are fair. Okay. No writing samples. Okay. All right. So that's pretty much all you get from here. Before we leave, I just wanted to ask um, Alice his fiance wanted me to possibly speak with a few of his theater buddies. Do you know if any are still in the area? Um, she doesn't. Okay. So, oh, you know, all of those kids kind of scattered after graduation. Very few of people stay in Kingsport, especially if you're young, oh. um, unless, you know, you're working on a boat or, you know, you're working in some kind of vacation industry. Well, okay. thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, good. Uh, give him our best, and you know, tell him to you know to come and make an appearance. Bring his bring his wife after the wedding. We'd love to see him. He's kind of a local legend among theater to crowd, theater kids. We will. All right. So, as we're leaving, Harry says, a couple of people now have said that he hasn't been back. I wonder if there's something that's keeping him away like physically, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if there's Mm. uh, some, like he looks at Viv's spell that keeps him away from here or if it is some underlying 
like trauma that prevents him from wanting to come back to this place? Uh, uh, no, I mean personally, I if uh, if my parents died and uh, and I had a pretty traumatic childhood, moving from yeah. hospitals to orphanages, I'm not sure yeah. I'd have much motivation mm. to come back either. Fair if, point. If there were friends still here, I could see it. If there were fond memories, um, but I do find it a little odd. But then again, he's been very busy with successful shows, so. Yeah, maybe it genuinely is that he's been busy. Well, if he's not in Kingsport, things will get interesting. But the impression I got is that he's somewhere in town. Hmm. No, we could we could always go down to the theater. That was our other place to go check out well, outside you, of that. I feel bad because last week you, you were like, okay, we're pretty sure we know where he is. Let's just go there. Yeah, we were kind of waiting for the daytime, yeah. What time is it now? Well, it's probably about 11. Why? Where did we think he was last time? On the island. Oh, right. There was an island. Yeah. I forgot about the island. (laughs) I did not want to There was an island? Yeah, there's an island. And what's on on the island? There's a hospital on the island. Oh. Oh, Yes. Wait a minute. I remember something and you guys don't. (laughs) I was too busy talking to the cat. Uh, I may have to write the cat out. <laughs> no, the cat, no, the cat's great. Write the That's, cat out. The cat is literally that NPC at the tavern that uh-huh. derails the entire campaign at this point. No, he's perfect just the way he is. Make him we optional. Make him an optional cat. Fine, fine. No. I just need to get you guys back on track. He's perfect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that, haven't you? Yeah. No, actually not. But my brain's on game today, so we're we're taking no, what we you're, can get. You're, you're, Oscar, you're just gonna have to rewrite the name of the adventure to put away cat toys or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put away so. catnip thing. So do we think we need to go to the theater at this point or should we just head to no. the island? Okay. No, I I think Yeah, I'm not sure there would be anything safe. at the theater. More of the same. Um, I've I've been I've been brutally trained to have multiple avenues of approach. Yep. Through a yeah. through a clue trail. Yeah. So uh, you don't need to find every single clue because some of them are redundant. I didn't always write that way. It was beaten into me. <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> I feel like Bane, you know. <laughs> what does that thing Bane says about you know? Uh, I don't know. My my Bane lore is kind of weak. All right, so we're gonna take a ferry. It's eleven o'clock, right? I feel okay. comfortable leaving at eleven. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh... So as you say, we're gonna go over to the polio hospital. He pulls out the. You know, the gun checks it, make sure everything is copacetic, <laughs> um, slides it back we... into the shoulder. Okay, unfortunately, there's a, a morning ferry and an evening ferry that goes back and forth. Oh, so do you, we miss the morning ferry? Miss the morning ferry. Um, so the evening ferry uh, will get you, will drop you off, will drop you off around six. But um, there are people on boats who do take charters out to the island and there are people who own boats and mm. there are people who rent boats 
Ah, but if we rent a boat, someone needs to know how to drive a boat. Not it! Hmm. I think that's more of a piloting kind of skill, Viv. I don't think that's... Definitely I, not it. I do have 1% pilot, so... <laughs> So we're hiring someone to bring us there. <laughs> yeah, Sounds I think good. so. <laughs> yeah, I don't relish the thought of going over at six o'clock. That's uh, although, as Georgie no. pointed out, the ghosts only come out at night usually. So, right? It's more helpful. That's though. our best chance to see the ghosts. <laughs> okay, so you hire a boat. Guy is named uh, Lester Hogue. You know, for a dollar, he will take you uh, over and drop you off at the docks um, on Orchard Island. He asks, uh, you've got uh, friends out there? You're visiting someone? Did we know that the that it was still active as a polio ward? It's not. It's not. It's an abandoned hospital. Uh, so but there are people who live on the island? Is it like... So yeah, it's not like Alcatraz it's, where it's no, like no, just it's, the hospital. There are okay. there are houses, and it's not like Plum houses. Island, right? No, right. it's it's a not, there are not a lot of people live here, but people do live here. We're meeting a friend. Okay, uh, so uh, as you are heading over, um, the weather starts to turn very quickly, surprising. Yep. Suddenly, clouds fill the sky and the. Bay gets very, very choppy, and his uh, little his little boat is suddenly being tossed about. I need everybody to make a sand check. Yep, that's appropriate. He yells out to to Lester, "Hey, is this normal?" He says, "I've never seen the sea this rough in the bay." Uh, First I success of the night. <laughs> 80-something, right. so I know I failed. Okay. <laughs> I passed. Everybody takes one point. Lisa, you take three. Okay. It fits. Okay. A pair of waves hit the side of the boat, and water comes crashing over. But when it does so, you all see it more than once. The water seems to coalesce until almost it's it's a a serpent, a watery serpent that like enters the boat and begins to slither its way down into the hole. Ooh. Okay. So as as a normal wave hits and the water hits mm -hmm. the it's almost as if in the wave are these ribbons of water serpents made of water that quickly begin uh entering the boat and trying and starting to fill the hole and uh, the engine starts to sputter uh, is he, there a bucket I could try and bail with um, you can um, and he the guy goes and he gets the crank the crank the, the pump to start mm. cranking out the water mm. and he's like smack you know closes over the hatch so that water won't get down into there yeah. He tries to say something, but there's a, a clap of, of thunder mm. that almost drowns out what he says. So, Millie, you start trying to bail. He's got the bailing pump. If he if he's better served doing something else, then Georgie will take over the pump. Okay, you'll take over the pump, and then he yells, <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, I'm going to see what's going on with the end. He yells in your ear, because, I mean, that's the only way you can hear with the howling mm. wind. 
Um, he says, I'm going to see if I can get the engine started so we can re- reach sh- shore. And he goes below. Is there uh, any other things? Like, can I help bail too? Or like, I um, make a spot hidden and a luck roll. Okay. Wait, he's going down below on his own? Yeah, to try and work on the engine. I couldn't spot anything. And luck. Oh, I'm lucky, but I can't spot shit. You don't find anything to help bail out, but you do find a um, a nautical life ring. <laughs> oh. Might need that. Holding that up. Okay. <laughs> you hold I'm it up for the others, and you know she's like, hey, guys. Um, Just in case. Hopefully I'm going to head down, see if I can make sure that if anything tries to attack him down below, he's at least okay. not alone. All right, I'll so I, I know what everyone's doing except Harry. Um, if Viv takes the other pail, Mildred goes down, Georgie's on the pump. I think he's just, like, looking out. It's like, how big is the boat? <laughs> it's not a big boat. It's kind of like, you know, um, you know, maybe... You... You know, 12, 14 feet. It's, you know, little, you know, little below deck cabin. It's kind of like a day cruiser just to head out into the bay, you know, come back and forth, do a little sport fishing, that sort of thing. Nothing mm. substantial. So I think Harry kind of stands by the wheel then because no one's steering, right? Like, okay, I'm just going to try yeah. to keep this straight and then, you know, like just watch out in front of where we're going to make sure we don't hit a rock. You know, he's never been out here before. He doesn't know. Roll that one percent piloting check. <laughs> All right. Did you? Okay. Roll the one percent. Oh. Okay. oh no. There goes nothing. Dear God. You got a twenty-five. I mean, it's so nope. Terrible. Okay. Um. So, Mildred and Georgie. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mildred, you go in there, and you see the lantern is swaying, the boat's being tossed. The guy is lying on the ground. He's like on his back and his head should be above water, but the water has kind of swelled over his face. I'm going to try and drag him out. Here's water, 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 water. Here's his head. And then the water just does this. I'm going to try and drag him out of there. Uh, You you drag him out. He's drowning. Um, And as you're trying to drag him out, um, I'll get back to you. That's what you're trying to yep. do. I mean, you make a standard <laughs> strength check. Right. Uh, Georgie. Yes. Yeah, no, I rolled a 98 on my strength check. Okay, you can't pull him out of the of the water. You can't pull him away from it, and he's already in convulsions. He'll be dead in another round. Georgie, you're like pumping, 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 and suddenly the pump is like, oh, he's, make a strength check. All right. Uh, oh, 16 out of 55. Something tries to pull the pull like the water coalesces and tries to yank it away, and you pull yeah. it back, and suddenly a tendril of water co- uh, coalesces in front of you, mm-hmm. and it forms like ram horns and frills, almost like a snake, and it darts forward and clamps over your head. I need you to make a con check. You weren't kidding us. This is only going to take about an hour. Yeah. Everybody, um, so... Oh. Mildred, make a sand check because this is what you're seeing below. And everybody on deck, make a sand Oddly, check. Oddly, uh, this one I make with a 10 because I expected something nice. like this. And uh, <laughs> so everybody on deck sees Georgie attacked yeah. by like the water tendril. 
Um, yep. made it. I got a uh, yeah, 49 out of 65 okay, for the con. One point if you make it. Um, did you make your con check? I did. Okay. It, <clears throat> it like smash, it like hits you in the face and you're like holding your breath as it's like kind of like tossing you back and forth. Mm-hmm. So you're like holding your breath to keep from drowning as, uh, as this is happening. And after a round, it lets go and turns back into water. Hmm. All right, Millie, uh, if you make a medicine check to perform, you know, to kind of like perform CPR to get the water out, and you know, you I'll might give it be, a shot. You might be, but you realize that water has just forced its way into his lungs. Well, I got a regular success on medicine for what it's worth. Okay, you managed to pound him, get him up. You hear Millie's like struggling below deck. Uh, with with this man, and at this point, the bolt starts to dangerously list in this storm. How close are we to either shore? Are we like closer right in to the or- you're cor- closer to Orchard Island than you are to Kingsport? Of course, we are. Is it like just past the point of no return, or are we actually like close-ish? Six to one, half a dozen of the other. All right, yeah. So I, th- I think th- I run downstairs then because I'm I don't, all I'm doing is trying to hold the boat straight. So he's, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> like, okay, as you run downstairs, another water tendril forms, trips you, and then crashes over your head. And it almost looks like a a a boa constrictor made of water has like coiled around him. I need you to make a, a con check. All right. Uh, oh. This might not be good, guys. <laughs> oh, I got an 11 out of uh, 60. That's an All extreme success. Right, you managed to success. hold your breath to, to uh, avoid uh, the the drowning, and after a round, it dispels. Um, so the boat's going down, guys. It's literally these tendrils of water are just like forcing their way over the sides of the boat, filling it up as quickly as possible. How many life raft thingies do we have? Make a luck check. <laughs> I found one. 21 out of uh, 62. I so law, he's required to carry eight. <laughs> um, so you find four life vests and four nautical uh, nautical preserver ring, ring pre- nautical life rings, which work the same way. You can go through yeah. the ring or put yeah. on the vest. Um, so you put these on. All right. So everyone is now in the water. The the ship is just yep. going down. And you hear like a cackling laugh carried on the wind. Um, oh, and it's and, super cold too. That water is yeah, freezing. It is absolutely mm-hmm. freezing. So you have the nautical life rings on. So everybody, you're immune to drowning. Everyone needs to make a swim check with a bonus dice. Okay. A swim check, he says. Three. Wait, wait a sec. I'm supposed to roll a, an extra ten die, not an extra one die, right? Right, Correct. right. Wouldn't yeah. be much of a bonus on another one's die. Right, right. I got an odd nine. I got a hard I, success. I got a thirty-five. Unfortunately, my swim is twenty-five. Okay, because I because I think Vivian dream. and Harry critted it. One of them can just grab your life raft and swim with theirs, and, and the other one can you. grab the and the other one can grab and, the pilot's life thing because he ain't going to be doing so good. 
Okay. Um, you, you so you put you get him into the water and you put a life ring on him. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. All right, he's Otherwise unconscious, he's... but he's breathing. Yeah. Okay, Georgie. Forty-one out of twenty. Forty-one out of twenty. Okay, so um, I'm just bobbing, not moving. That's like you guys are making good progress, <laughs> but he's kind of like separating from you in the storm. Oh. Um, and he. Do I want to be a dick? I think I want to be. Yes. A dick. Roll, Georgie drifts out of sight. All right, and he drifts out. So Harry's right. got Mildred and the uh, the wow, the crewman, the captain. Right. So Lester. I'm gonna go Lester. and Ron. try to get Georgie. Okay. I assume so. you grab Lester and then like pass him over to me. So like I have both of them then. So I'm just like yeah. leaning back in the water. All right. Well, if you I'm like, I can you. hold on to Lester and you can hold on to me. So you're not trying to hold on to both so of you're, us. You're just going to try, try and stay stable with the two people who can't swim. And Vivian, you're going to just say, I got to, I got to go get him. Yeah. So I'm going to like attempt um, to see like how far away I can get without actually like, I'm going to yell to Mildred, keep your hand out. And I'm gonna try to grab her hand. Okay, make and a see make how a, far make I a can swim. Go. You still got the bonus dice, Georgie. You can make oh, roll again. Dice? Okay. To to see if you can swim back. Should have brought like, some rope. We're good. You made it. Yep. Okay. All right. So <laughs> seventy, even you, worse. You get to him. All right. Set. Wow. You okay. get to my ring. <laughs> you get to him, and he's just like, you know, almost panicked. Can I and hit him to, you to could, knock him out? No. Well, then you know, but you you get him, and uh, you're you're holding on to him, and uh, you man the, the the two groups manage to make it to the shore of Orchard Island. Give me a luck roll. All okay. of us. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Seventeen, and that's just the two hard. groups. Just the two groups. Mimi and nope. one for Group A. Harry, did you make one for? I did. You know what? I've been. Oh, good. Well, All right. So, I've been so the two groups I failed. are on this rocky bit of shoreline within sight of one another. Okay. Oh, good. You're probably about a quarter of a mile from each other. Okay. I'm, I'm going to spend two luck to. Oh no, I can't. Right? Because it was a luck. Yeah, time. I don't think right. you can spend luck on luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't spend luck it's on luck. It's a degenerative process. You'll yeah. be chasing yeah, yeah. your own tail. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so you are on Orchard Island. You're with you're close enough that you can kind of stagger to each other. And uh, although the the violent storm has abated, um, this weird weather surprised? this weird weather effect suddenly takes another turn. And although it gets clear out, the temperature just drastically. Yep, nice. I expected this. Yeah. Um, and Mildred, as a nurse, you don't even have to roll medicine. You know. Um, hypothermia. Yeah, we're at extreme high risk of hypothermia. Yeah. So what do you is guys there, want to do? Is there any shelter and we can see? All right. I need everyone to make a luck roll. God, I know what rolls. happens each time. I, su I succeed. 31. Oh, oh. So no. Georgie, no. 68. Nope. Vivian, no. I is succeed. it a hard success or a regular success? Uh, I got a, uh, I think it was a 31 out of 53, so not, not hard. Regular. Okay. Um, you, everyone starts to like get really, you know, they, they start to, they're starting to shiver. They're becoming 
disoriented. You know, they're, they're starting to go numb. You manage to spot a little way up the beach some kind of a wooden shack uh, that's probably like a fishing camp shack. It's better than uh, nothing. Uh, it'll at least get you out of the wind. Uh, you manage to guide everyone there. And uh, it's got a leaky roof and broken windows. And it's just like one, like, kind of like a 12 by 12, you know, room. Mm. Um, but it does have a door. It has several wooden stools inside. Um, uh, a filthy blanket that's covered in frost, but it's not, like, wet. It's just, it's like board stiff. Yeah. Um, and there's an old wood-burning stove in here. <sighs> I, I immediately try to wood? start making a fire. <laughs> um, all, the, all, all the wood is outside is wet, but Mildred just in her shiver goes, the, the stools! There's chairs. Yeah. chairs. So you smash up the stools. Uh, yep. Do you have a lighter? I do, because I smoke. Okay. Yeah, he smokes. It's a lighter, not matches. The one time smoking yeah. comes in handy. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a lighter on on my sheet. Yep. Okay, that lighter is probably just saved everyone's life. <laughs> so you light you light a fire, and you realize it's not, um, it's not going to be enough. Like this. Well, no. Um, I'll so, bring some wood in and put it next to the fire to try to get you know because the core should still be dry. Right, it's right. Damp on the outside, so he brings some wood in, like sticks it under the stove to. Um, to but you guys are like in in icy soaked clothing. The the blanket, the blanket. Right. Right. Everybody get naked and hide under the blanket. Well, well, no, burn yeah. the blanket for Kindle. Uh, no, the, you've got a fire going. It's just not. Oh. Um, and when Georgie says, "Just you know, everybody, you know, get out of your wet clothes," and you know, and he just you start stripping, George, Georgie. Sure, why not? I'm okay. freezing, Mildred, and I just Mildred, bit, almost drowned. Check. Uh, What's sure. Georgie's appearance? You are a widow. Uh, I have a 45 in appearance. It's not too shabby. Uh, <laughs> 39. That's a hard success on medicine. Um, huddling together, uh, even under that icy blanket and getting out of your clothes is probably the best survival strategy. Yeah, I had come to, I had come to that conclusion. All right. So you all are like naked huddling (laughs) under this one icy, filthy blanket. Yeah. And when you thaw out enough, you're able to start hanging your clothes around the wood burning stove to, uh, to dry them off. I was in France during world war one. I can deal with a little nudity, (laughs) but I was not um, and and you can close your time, eyes for the whole time it's here it's just like icy snow it's like mm-hmm. that snow mixed with rain mixed with hail um the mm. wind blows the shack almost to the point where it feels like the shack is shuddering um and you're just like in there like you guys shiver for uh probably three hours until your clothes dry enough to start you know, redressing yourself and you start to mm-hmm. feel, feel, you know, strength come back into your, your, your limbs. All right. So welcome to Orchard Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Got to know these people a little too well. Right. <laughs> the things that happen while you're playing Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. It's a bonding um, experience. Yeah. As the captain, right? yeah. doing, by the what way. What happens on Orchard Island stays on Orchard <laughs> Island. <laughs> 
How yeah, you, I, mean, I can almost okay? imagine you guys having this conversation nude under the blanket, pressing up against. <laughs> right. Well, I'm getting to know everyone a lot more than I thought. And you look like, what happens on Orchard Island stays on Orchard Island. We're never. Oops, sorry, that's just my again. hand. That's my hand. Don't worry about it. And that's that's not. Nope. Uh, <laughs> pardon me. Wait, what's your appearance, Harry? It all and, depends uh, on appearance right now. <laughs> you start fifty-five each other almost as like hey. a mental defense over over what's going on. All right. Um. Okay, so uh, it's uh twenty to eleven. Yep. Do we want to stop here, or do it's we a want... good stop point. It really yeah. is. Point, I think. I think. All right, I'm I'm happy with this. I'm happy with yeah. the stop point. Um, yep, everybody yeah, huddled naked under a blanket, slow fade right, to black. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're not. This is not a LARP. This is not a LARP. I repeat, we are not LARPing. Yes, no. Not right now. <laughs> Listen, it's it's like 40 degrees in the basement right now. I'm going to put more clothes on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Do the sign off. And then I want to get some feedback on this because it is a play test. I'm going to see okay. how it's yep. going. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for checking this out. I hope that everyone is enjoying it as much as we are playing it. Uh, we also got some core merch. If you're watching the video, we got some t-shirts and mugs and things like that, which is not Cthulhu related, but core Thulu related. Uh, so oh. if you're interested in any of that, I will throw a link in the show notes for that stuff as well. Uh, ratings, reviews on iTunes or whatever your podcatcher of choice is, is extremely helpful. Uh, helps bump us, bump us up in the algorithms, gets some ears on the product. Uh, not that it matters. We're going to record for splays. It's whatever. Uh, there's a Patreon as well. If you want to throw a couple of bucks our way, or if you enjoy these games in particular, there's a tip jar over at Golden Goblin Press. You can go over there and throw money at Oscar so he will he will create more RPG goodness for the rest of us. Um, and again, thank you for checking it out. Viv, did you have anything or were you just wildly gesticulating for effect or? For effect. That's pew, it. pew, pew. Yep. <laughs> yep. One, one, of, one of her official nicknames in the campaign is Jazz Hands. Oh, there you go. Regina. <laughs> Before she got married, it was Regina Jazz Hands Moreau. Because <laughs> this, this is what she does a lot. Nice. A lot. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We will catch you next time. Peace. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.